Welcome to Igniting Change, Finding Your Fire, a weekly podcast with Mina Puri, an Ayurvedic practitioner and spiritual teacher who brings the ancient, time-tested wisdom of Ayurveda in this time of great upheaval and global ascension to inspire you to the next level of your spiritual evolution. She will discuss all topics related to your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you ready to be free of all suffering and soar to your heart's calling? Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. Uh, So today's podcast, we're going to be having a conversation on a rather difficult topic, the topic of trauma. And trauma can be caused by abuse. Um, Shame is a trauma pattern. And actually, it's unlike that any of us um, can escape um, traumas in our life. So hopefully with this conversation, you will walk away um, feeling a little less intense, a little better, and a shifted perspective on trauma and perhaps connecting the dots in your life and coming to a place of healing and resolution. So I am going to bring on the show um, Vanessa Booty. Vanessa and I have had conversation on trauma before. We're having another conversation because there's lots to talk about. So Vanessa is a licensed clinical social worker in state of Michigan and Utah. She has been practicing as a therapist for eight years and specializes in trauma and anxiety. She recently took on a new role as a mom of a sweet uh, baby girl and uh, who's napping right now, and who knows, she might join us if she wakes up from her nap. (laughs) So you can find Vanessa sharing her thoughts um, on Instagram about mental health and all topics wellness, and her Instagram uh, handle is bcb wellness, and I'll be sharing more information on Vanessa on how to contact her towards the end of the show. So stay tuned. Vanessa, welcome to the show. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I just, I just glanced over at the baby monitor. So we're still, we're still covered. So we're still good. (laughs) Yeah. Her ears might be Yes. (laughs) <laughs> well, welcome to the show. I'm Thank so you. glad that you agreed to join us in spite yeah. of your, you know, schedule these days <laughs> and that you're willing to have another conversation on this very important topic that has hit uh, most of our lives. Yeah, so welcome yeah. to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. It's good to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So where do we start? You know, where do yeah. we start? And, um, I, I'd like to start with like an easy uh, definition of trauma. So, you know, in the past when we may have thinking about just the word trauma makes us want to curl up and mm-hmm. hide and cringe and feel a certain sense of shame about it. We don't want anybody to know about it. And mm-hmm. so I'd like to, you know, ease that for the listeners that, you know, 
taking birth is traumatic. <laughs> yeah. yeah That's why much. we, you know, the babies screen their head off when they come out of the mother's womb. It's like, oh my God, what the heck just happened? Yeah. yeah. Where am I? So where am I? And trauma in my definition to make it easy is any experience that we simply don't know how to digest mm. or what to do with. Yeah. So when we make this broad umbrella, when we look at trauma from the perspective of a broad umbrella, I think there's so much in our life mm-hmm. where we simply haven't gotten the time to figure out what to do with it. Yeah. We kind yeah. of shake our head and say whatever, and we get busy with doing life. So in that perspective, I've had many traumas in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone, frankly, who hasn't. And on a, you know, lighter, like more positive note, not that I'm trying to keep it positive, I want to keep it real, but the truth is, trauma is necessary. Don't ask me why, I didn't make the rules. I think it's the way, it's the way that we access the deeper parts of ourselves. Mm. So the bigger message of trauma is to access those deeper parts and become a more completer version of yourself. Mm. But we know that that's not necessarily what happens. What happens is we actually get stuck in the trauma. Mm -hmm. So when we are stuck in the trauma, we are revisiting it again and again, almost on a daily basis for many. So we are actually re-traumatizing ourselves. And so trauma is not in your head. Trauma is in the body. Mm-hmm. Your body holds the experience, the energetic imprints of trauma. And if, it, uh, if we leave it there long enough, it'll show up as disease. Mm. So in the Western world, we look at the disease, we look at the symptoms, and we keep hovering, keep dancing on the surface from symptom to symptom, from a medical protocol to the next, from one pill to the next. This, it, that, it, no one, it does not work. Then on the other hand, we have the world of uh, psychiatry and modern, you know, uh, the specialists who deal with mental and emotional Mm -hmm. uh, issues, they continue to look at the trauma uh, separate from the body. Mm -hmm. They never address the body. Yeah, yeah. They never show that this is where trauma is showing up. So what happens for the patient, they never are able to connect the dots. So they are Mm -hmm. fragmenting their physical, traumatic physical body and the emotional, the psychological. Right. And these two experts never talk to one another. Yeah. There's no medication for trauma. There's no medication for it. And there's no medication for trauma. The medication is really for you to be mentally less intense and sedated mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. so you can function which may be necessary sometimes right right um but it doesn't solve the issue at the right. root cause so so this is this is the overall understanding of trauma so sit back relax um being uh, traumatized is a human condition yeah. none of us will escape it yeah. But what we, what I hope to give you is um, hold it lightly and know that uh, we can transcend it by moving through it and healing it and actually 
really pulling in all parts of ourselves that trauma uh, shatters away. Mm. I love how you, I love how you talk about that. Um, that's really powerful. So yeah, it's you. so true. Like trauma is not, it, it is a hard, like you said, it's, it's not a, you know, it's not a light topic to talk about. And a lot no. of times, like you said, people hear that word trauma and there's almost that gut reaction of like, Ooh, mm-hmm. let's, let's not go there. Um, but I love what you said too, of there, there needs to be this shifting of perspective around trauma because it is inevitable and we've all experienced it to some degree. Um, one of my, one of my favorite ways of describing and explaining trauma to people that I'm working with is, um, I I always go back to this definition. In fact, uh, I think we talked about this the last time we did this, but Uh there's a, there's a text that talks about how trauma derives from the Greek word for wound. And if you think of the wound, that can be, in terms of the human perspective, um, they say any wound to the sense of self or the sense of safety. And I think when you explore trauma in that way, we've all experienced it to some degree. And I like to kind of talk to people too about there there can be different levels of and degrees of trauma. Um, sometimes I'll refer to it as like capital T trauma and little t trauma. There might be exactly. in your life the kind mm-hmm. of clear cut, big, big, heavy stuff. Maybe that's your capital T. Mm-hmm. And then there may be kind of some of those little things that maybe haven't made, you know, as a, as uh, what's the best way to describe it? As Severe a hard impact. impact. Yeah, right. yeah. But they're still, they still, you know, they still hurt or they still matter. Um, and I think it's important too that it's all, uh, I, I came across this quote and I wish I knew who said it, <laughs> uh, give them credit. I'll have to look it up, but uh, it said that, you know, trauma is in the eye of the beholder. And it really is. So yeah, yeah. what could be a big thing for me? Maybe it's you could not. be like, nah, you know, what? I, I see that, but it's not, that's not my experience. It's just at so the, much personal and individual. At the level of your uh, being, body, mind, spirit, it doesn't know yeah. the trauma from the big T or the little T. Mm-hmm. We can classify it as such because pain cannot be quantified. Yeah, yeah. Okay? It's experienced the same way. So, mm-hmm. you know, an example comes to my mind. And, you know, many, I think most of us have experienced that you're driving Somebody is honking because you're driving too slow or whatever, or they don't have patience, and they pass you and they flip you. Mm. And, you know, and that has happened to me. And now I was like, I'm like, okay, buddy, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but before, when I, you know, when I didn't know, I felt so bad. Yeah. And I thought, oh my God, I've done something wrong. Yeah. So it's, it's a very, and even something simple like that, which is a common day occurrence. Mm-hmm. of human behavior unfortunately right. um that's traumatic because you're like okay oh thank god i'll move over thank god that person is gone and you kind of have a bad taste but you don't know what to do about it mm-hmm. you think well i don't want to tell anybody about it because it just feels bad that i got flipped and um so we do nothing but the mm. the, the aftertaste lingers yeah next time you're going on the road there is that feeling of I'm going to screw up. Mm. Um, somebody's going to get mad at me. 
So these are simple things. But are they really simple things when it comes to human psyche? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, yeah, it's the, the way I like to think of it is it's, it's maybe not exactly, it's always, it's not always about what has happened in and of itself, but kind of the story that we Created associate it with. Or, yeah. Or write about it. And, and that's, again, that's a human thing to do. You know, there, there may be some people that they get in the car and they're like, eh, I got flipped off, whatever. whatever. But yeah. sometimes it can be like, did I do something wrong? I think I did do something wrong. And then, you know, those core beliefs Mm -hmm. are what we really call them, right? The ones that show up when something like that happens. And that's, again, the root of that is, um, you know, something happened, some sort of trauma has happened that those stories, they they come out. So it's really the, it's your own uh, filter or a template yeah, yeah. that you're showing up with because yeah. uh, if the filter is there, the beliefs are there, the energetics mm-hmm. are there, you know, the external traumatic experiences are not going to end because right. you're inviting that in as well. Right. And that's where, like, that's where trauma work can get so complex. And there's so many different, you know, in the therapeutic world, right? There's so many different is. models and ways to approach that. Because one model, say cognitive behavior therapy, yeah, they may just say, "Hey, let's let's change that story." You know, like mm-hmm. you know, tell tell your mind something different, create a new story. Yeah. And for some people, that may work really well. For That's a lot exactly. of people with more perhaps complex trauma or um, just you know deeply rooted core beliefs, they've maybe tried rewriting that story many times, and it doesn't, and work. it doesn't. Well, and I, the way, exactly, it doesn't work. And the way I talk to my, the people that I often work with is you may say it and you can, you can say it. Cause I, I like to say, you know, make at the end of the day, we can CBT, we can cog, you can, we can use CBT, we can CBT our way out of anything, mm-hmm. but does it feel true? Because again, trauma, like you were saying earlier, trauma gets stored in the body. It's not just, it's not just up here Absolutely. in the thoughts in your head. It is my body is holding on to something. And so I think there's such an important, you know, when we talk um, trauma healing and trauma work, mm-hmm. it's not like, a, okay, I just have to, you know, go to trauma therapy and, and it'll, you know, it'll all go away. So much of it is becoming in tune and aware of your body and recognizing that the trauma and the emotions that are wrapped up in that trauma they're going to be in your body. And so can we focus on where we feel certain things in our body? Can we learn to um, just be mindful of our body and sit with our body, sit with kind of that uncomfortable feeling? I think that's where a lot of the healing takes place is being able to be aware of your body. Um, and again, that's not the end all be all by any it's means. Not, there's so many layers. No, this is, there's, it's not, there's, this is not a, Here's the five steps. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. like you said, everybody will experience the same traumatic situation differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I talked about, you know, your own filter or template, but yeah. it's really about the level of consciousness a person carries. Mm-hmm. So if the level of conscious is not there to tune into the responses from the body or the feeling sense then it is kind of a norm. Mm-hmm. Then you have this, you know, this low grade anxiety or depression, and you're like thinking, hmm, this must be life. 
But when you raise the level of your awareness, you become fine-tuned to how you are feeling. So then you can pick out those um, you know, the, the discomfort, the signals from the body or the, or the, your feeling sense, the quality of your energy that you're feeling mm-hmm. and you clue in to say, Hey, wait a minute, there's something going on here. One thing I do know in working with so many clients on trauma and also my own experience, when it comes to your soul, even the tiniest, I'm amazed, even the tiniest something that happened that went against your soul it's not going to let you it's you can't push it under the rug yeah it won't yeah. let you and you've been you become <laughs> really conscious mm-hmm. it littlest things will bug you it's a good thing and a bad thing it's a good thing mm-hmm. because now you see it now you have to figure out how to resolve it mm-hmm. and um but it's like it's it's a never-ending work of this is about becoming yourself. Yeah. How can and we I would, be done with that? Yeah, I would say to that too, you know, a big part of trauma and that consciousness that you're talking about, mm-hmm. I think a big symptom of trauma or what we see a lot of beh- behaviorally is it is hard. It's hard to connect with the body. It's hard to feel conscious because in in some ways, and maybe in certain traumas, maybe that connection to the body is hard to make because maybe you feel like your body betrayed you or something, you oh my know, God. something happened. Yeah. Like think I think of, you know, we don't connect maybe it's abuse. Yeah, yeah. The the body and the mind and you know, spirit, everything, every component that makes up who you are becomes kind of fragmented and that, you know, these parts that healing and that work is really about bringing all of those pieces and yeah, parts together and exactly. because that's why just the yeah. physical approach or the you know the psychological yeah yeah approach by themselves are incomplete yeah and you know you said something about um trauma in the body mm-hmm. um there was something else you said is really i'd, I'd like client's example came to my mind where oh what came to my mind was this you know client that I was working with depending what I have noticed the type of trauma if there was parental abuse mm-hmm. you know the abuse that happened 60s 70s mm-hmm. guised under disciplined mm-hmm. and not intentionally guised that's what you know. Remember that those parents were abused themselves, right? Right. Passing from generation to generation, and what I have noticed in those kind of situations for males, there's back pain. Mm. I've connected that. I mean, that has happened so many times. Is back pain because they come to me for back pain. Yeah. And. So the back pain goes down and then they begin to, then they're curious about my work. They want to do the deeper work. And then, Mm -hmm. oh my God, this happened. I didn't know this, there was any significance to that. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought that was normal Mm -hmm. under the, you know, the disciplinary abuse. Right. Right. Imagine making your soul believe that being physically abused you need it yeah you know Imagine. i mean i 
Imagine I the used to, that. Yeah, I used to, my, uh, when I first started my career, I worked a lot with uh, children in foster care. Yeah. And, oh you know, a lot of those children, it's all they knew, you know, like if we're at the way our brain is wired is through we patterns. can normalize, we can normalize. Exactly. Exactly. And so if you're, if you're in that type of situation, if you grew up in that situation, or like you were saying, these clients you've worked with, you know, that becomes your normal. Mm-hmm. And even hearing, you know, later on, like, well, that's, that actually is not okay. And that's, that's not, you know, it, it's hard to rewrite that script that your mind. Yeah. It's a deeply embedded. And then I've had Mm -hmm. actually, you know, this again, male clients said like, did anybody witness? Did you share this with anybody? No, I didn't know I was supposed to, I I didn't know what this was until in the work I revealed to them that what I'm going to tell you, your soul already knows. Yeah. Is this okay for your soul? No, it isn't. You know why? Because it isn't. It's many times, you know, we don't disclose such things because we don't want to talk ill of our parents. Yeah, yeah. Right? There's a guilt about it. Mm-hmm. So then again, understanding that, remember, they really thought they were disciplining you. Right. And remember, that's how they were disciplined. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's not, that's all they knew. Right, right. So there's no, um, you know, fear about, oh, my God, I'm going to put my parents in a bad light. It's We have all been there Mm -hmm. in the time, in the age of ignorance, or I call it the age of innocence. Mm -hmm. We just kind of lived in a default way, Mm -hmm. right? We didn't live consciously. We are moving towards more consciousness, but the default way of living was, Feel what you feel, express what you express, and you just do whatever. You're just trying to figure it out. And we're mm-hmm. we're slowly, slowly really figuring out how to be human. And we've mm-hmm. just barely touched the surface. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What it feels to be human. So yeah, you know, I've I've there's so much of that comes in my work. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like I want to talk about it. Yeah. But I want to be very sensitive to the audience who's listening because this is heavy stuff Mm -hmm. so having a conversation with you know another trauma specialist the work that you do you know so we can you know have a conversation with ease yeah and really assure the the listeners that there's nothing wrong with you there's Mm -hmm. nothing to be ashamed of you remember your parents are themselves abused, mm. right? So we can twist that around with the healing work is to turn that into acceptance of the times and mm. come deep compassion for yourself and for them mm. and realize that uh, this is part and parcel of becoming fully human. Yeah. Can I add Something yeah. with that, just like with that acceptance piece, um, because yeah. a lot of times we hear acceptance and I think especially like in terms of grief, I think with trauma work, you're obviously going to be dealing with some sort of grief because grief yeah. is that sensation and emotion that comes with any sort of loss. Yeah. And with acceptance, because acceptance, you know, if we think of stages of grief, that's one of the, yeah. the stages. Um 
acceptance doesn't have to mean it was okay. No, you know, it's exactly. acceptance does not mean, oh, it's okay that that happened because, you uh-huh. know, no abuse is never okay. Maybe at the time, like you said, they didn't know, right? There was, that was the way they were raised. They kind of maybe were just doing what they thought they were supposed to do to discipline or, you know, whatever that situation may be. But acceptance doesn't mean that it was okay, but maybe saying, okay, this happened. It's not okay, but I can be okay. Or what, what do I need to be okay? How can I right, exactly. be okay? It's connecting with the, the mystical, the cosmic, mm. the spirituality. Mm. Um, it doesn't mean you like it, you agree it. You right, agree with right. it. Yeah. It just means that, you know, the sky is blue. Yeah. Well, today it isn't. It's gray. Yeah. <laughs> when it's blue, it's like, you know, I can't change that. Mm-hmm. Acceptance of what is, it's a, it's a deep acknowledging mm. that something happened because it really takes away so much of the energy that's, that we use in hiding it because mm-hmm. we're hiding it because it's so painful. Yeah, yeah. So much other gets triggered with that. It's so painful mm-hmm. and it becomes, like you said, you know, in your work, it becomes complex. Mm-hmm. With your, because I love the way you describe it. And it's such an interesting way to to approach trauma because, again, not many people, I, I like to think that the idea of trauma work, like we've said, is shifting and people are yeah. becoming more aware of just the, the different levels and layers that, that make up trauma and the energies that are stored in the body, like you're talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Um, within your work, do you, um, or, or have you heard of, or do you discuss kind of like this idea of a window of tolerance? Have you heard of that? Or Yeah, and uh, absolutely. Yeah, the window of tolerance is, again, is it, the, it, it usually becomes more relevant mm-hmm. after the fact. Yeah, yeah. Because I think of like what you're, you know, what you're saying, like with our our bodies and what we hold, we all have kind of a window of tolerance. Window of tolerance. What we can handle, what we can, what we can tolerate. And I think a lot of times when there's trauma, your window of tolerance may be very, very. Because what I'm saying is like it's very, you know, it can happen both ways. Yeah. You, it can become really big Mm -hmm. because you continue to normalize it. Yeah, because survival is at stake for many yeah. people. Yeah. It happens in you know relationship, marriages, domestic abuse, mm. where one spouse has nowhere to go. Mostly it's women. Yeah, they're afraid, and so they they their tolerance becomes bigger and bigger. Mm. Before they even know it, they have numbed themselves out because exactly. they've sold yeah. their soul out to be to be to be able to survive this. Yeah. So this becomes very, it's very painful. It's very overwhelming. It's very yeah. dif- difficult. Um, it's a very difficult situation to be in. But on the other hand, if you clue into, this is not okay by me. Mm-hmm. You can come to a place where somebody kind of gives you a look. They've said plenty with their eyes, with their body language. Most of us, you're like, oh, that felt weird. And, but we don't say anything. Mm-hmm. It's, 
coming to that little tolerance where you can turn around and say, are you upset about something? Did I upset you? Did you not like what I did or present it? We just bring it to the head right then and there. We don't walk away from it. And that's when we're really connected to our soul. We're really tuned in. It's like, no, zero tolerance. When it comes to, you know, the resolution of it, zero tolerance. You know why? Because your soul actually has zero tolerance for it. It has zero tolerance for it. It will never push anything under the rug. It'll bug you like crazy when you begin to do the inner work. You want to roar. You want to stand up for yourself and you're like, I'm done. No more. You will never do that to me again. And this is, I guess, you know, I think this is the message. This is the, don't, we get into our head. It's okay. I know other people who go through worse. Mm. I guess it's okay. And then another thing we go through is we intellectualize it. Well, you know, he or she is good at that time. So I'll hold on to that. Mm -hmm. Um, So these are all temporary coping mechanisms, which Mm -hmm. will send you down spiral very quick. So it's kind of like, you know, when we're drinking, if you, you know, like the drink, one glass, and it's after the one glass, you're like, well, what the heck? I, I, I want to get the buzz, and you get the, you're chasing the, the first buzz. Mm-hmm. It's probably a poor analogy, but that's what comes to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, alcohol, you know? And so it's kind of like uh, when we stay at the mental, intellectualized level of what's happening to us, it can, we can increase that window of tolerance Mm -hmm. to our own demise. Yeah, yeah. So please don't intellectualize it. Please do not forgive somebody so quickly. Forgiveness comes later. Forgiveness needs to happen. But Mm -hmm. we don't want to do a mental forgiveness. Mm -hmm. You have to go through the process. You have to connect with your heart and saying, how did that feel? How did that make me feel? Put language behind it. What are the words? How does that make me feel about myself? Many people begin to feel fearful, untrusting, unworthy. Their confidence goes away. I mean, it's, it's tragic what happens to them psychologically so you want to tune into the deeper layers of not you know don't worry about i shouldn't say don't worry about how am i going to survive this what am i going to do these are very legit questions again Mm -hmm. we're talking about extreme domestic violence type of issues um so safety first you do have to be smart about it um getting an ally Mm -hmm. neighbor friend help is absolutely crucial you cannot not have somebody be included in this story in whatever you're experiencing Mm -hmm. that's going to help you hugely but when you come to a place where you feel safe to go in where you feel safe to um, connect with what you're really feeling then at that level you are going to know that there is zero tolerance 
And I think you're touching on, you know, sometimes even saying safe. Do I feel safe? Can I feel safe? Safety can be such a huge barrier to healing trauma because that might be at the root of it. It's hard to feel safe. And so I think sometimes too, in terms of like, okay, how can I get there? How can I heal? It's taking those small steps, you know, with anything, if we feel like, okay, well, I'm here, I want to be here type of thing. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of steps along the way to get there and and healing and, you know, especially with trauma work, healing does not just look like a straight line up on the up and up. No, it's kind no, of ups and downs and peaks and valleys. It's, uh, it's a messy, it's, it's messy. It's gritty yeah. and it's just, it's just messy. Yeah. And so that's why support is utmost. Absolutely. Having an ally, having someone in your corner, having somebody see you, hear you, acknowledge you. and hold space for you is a huge deal again you know we're talking very general Mm -hmm. Um, trauma is so specific every situation is so unique and so specific that's why um really it's the it's a one-on-one this individual work yeah that's going to cut the ticket Mm -hmm. but you know how do you reach out to people who really need it yeah yeah maybe they can start listening to something like this and (laughs) you know so I you know on other perspective I just think that if you connect deeply with what you're experiencing things appear yeah yeah when you decide no means no when you decide no I think the universe shows up Mm. to protect you. It'll give you ways. Mm. It's kind of like when you made a decision, you're going to do something, you don't know how the heck you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden resources show up. So I think of something like this is when you realize no, I think the ways are going to show up. I think the universe is going to show up for you in a big way because you're taking a stand for you. Yeah. I love the way you say that. I mean, I know that's like really hard. That can be a really hard place. It can to be a really to. hard thing. But yeah. if you feel like on the verge of I want to take a stand, I think take a stand with prayer and trust mm-hmm. that you'll be safe. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in situations like this, when we can't uh, appeal to humans, we appeal to God. Yeah. Right? We connect with the, the cosmic, we connect with the mystic, we connect with the quantum. The higher you know, power. We yeah. connect with the higher power because there's more resolution there for you. Because, mm. you know, like on the vertical zone is our relationships in this world. And if we stay, is, you know, kind of horizontally like this, we can't see the solution. So to see the solutions, we have to go up. Mm. So then the perspective changes. Yeah. More becomes available to us. So, you know, remember, fear and doubt is like the dry rot of the world mm. because there's no such thing. Mm. It's the absence of love. It's the absence mm. of trust. Yeah. So can you love yourself enough? Can you start loving yourself? 
What feels loving to you? Does it feel loving to you to normalize the trauma and creating a bigger and bigger tolerance window? Or does it feel loving to you to say, no, no, there's no normalizing it. No, I need to take a stand. What feels loving to you? Again, you know, this is hard work, yeah. but to continue to the sustained trauma is harder. Maybe, I don't know. You know? Like you said, sometimes it, it, it gets numbed and it becomes the normal and that does feel normal. kind of easy. And we're yeah. good with doing that because yeah. survival is hardwired. Yeah, yeah. One thing we have learned how to do is to survive. Yeah. I'm a I'm a visual person myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I love to use like analogies. And so one yeah. analogy that I'll often talk with people that are maybe hesitant or maybe they're they're not sure if they can get there. Maybe they come in and they're like, Vanessa, I don't know if I can ever get past this. And I, I know I know this stuff. I know what I need to do, but it just I can't feel that. Um, I like to think of like if you're going to the beach. <laughs> And if, you know, when you're going, if I, I often tell people the, uh, if you think of the ocean represents emotion, it rhymes. So it can, yeah. it can be kind yeah. of easy to remember. <laughs> um, maybe you're heading to the beach, but yeah. maybe, maybe you're that person that you're like, no, no, I'm going to stay up in the mountains far, far away from the water. Cause I don't yeah. want to go there. Yeah. But I try to help people recognize like, Hey, let's, you know, what does it take to drive down to the beach? You know, what does that look like for you sure. individually, not like literally driving to the beach, but you mm -hmm. know, what if that's the idea was we're trying to connect to that emotion and we're trying to go to that place. What does that look like to get there? And again, though, taking those steps along the way to get there. And then once you get there, one thing that I remind people too, again, this idea of emotion is the ocean or whatever. When you are at the beach, when you are in the water, physically your body cannot tolerate being in the water in the ocean all day the whole day no. that you're at the beach you yeah. have to get out of the water and take breaks so i often remind people too you know when we talk of trauma work and just working through our emotions and dealing with them that does not mean that you have to sit in your story and rehash all the no. details and relive every experience and you have to be in that ocean you know emotion ocean all, all the day time. every day because Absolutely. again your body can't handle that when you're at the beach, you have to you get out of the water and take breaks and get out. And I love yeah, that analogy yeah. because I think that's what keeps people away from it because they yeah. think, oh my God, they're going to drown. Right, right. And they or if you think of like, stuck in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I've probably taken this analogy so far with, with clients and stuff it. that I, I work with. But, but part of it too, I think, like, think of when you're, you know, if you've ever been to the ocean. Those waves that come, they can be really big. And you can't just plow your way through the wave. No. If you try to push against it, oh, it will knock you out. <laughs> but instead, like I love when I've gone, I love to boogie board. If you've ever done that, it's, yeah. it's just fun, you know. I haven't um, dreamed of it. <laughs> it's fun. I, I, I was introduced to it uh, actually when I was in graduate school. And so I feel like I, I've been kind of formulating this metaphor and analogy for like a decade. <laughs> but when you're doing that or any time, you know, if you're just wanting to get further out in the water, you have to work with those waves. You have to kind of, you know, jump with the wave, dive under it kind of. And, yeah. and again, to me, that represents learning to work with the emotion, learning to work with what's going on instead of 
you know, trying to resist it or, no, or push you, it away. No, it can't be. It's a, the, the time yeah. process is needed. It's learning yeah. how to manage your energy. Yeah. And then, yeah. again, taking it even further, if you've ever been to the ocean, you know, whatever they say, yeah. they'll say, hey, bring it in, people. We, we see this rip current out there. We don't want you to get sucked out. Because, again, I think that's the fear, too, is... Yeah people feel like they're just going to get sucked in and consumed and by then this emotion. Come back out. Yep. And that can happen, right? That can happen. So again, therapy and, and, and trauma work and, and all these different forms is learning those tools and those strategies to help you not get sucked into the emotion or stuck yeah. in that water, finding ways to take breaks, finding ways to say, Oh, okay. I did my time in the water and the ocean and the motion and I need to, I need to rest. Um, no, I think resting and taking care yeah. of your body is again. It so really much is. That's why this. you know any good uh, therapist or a counselor would give you only what you can handle. Yeah, yeah. And give you in small dosages. Yeah, and right? a thing, uh, and two, yeah. a big thing, I guess, in my training was always starting where the individual is. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. I said, if they're if they're way back in the mountains. I can't expect them to show up at the beach if they're just no, not ready to no, go no, there. No. So do you remember, you know, the work is about the person who's undergoing trauma. It's not about yeah. the therapist. So you have yeah, to, yeah. you have to give it in small dosage when they're ready, what they're ready for. And that's yeah. your job to tune in. And that's how I tune into that. And yeah. just a little bit, little bit, little bit at a time. And it's better for them to, you know, week later, they come back, they have process and they are, connecting the dots and they're asking the naturally organically the next question mm. it's like this and then you give them that give them that and that's why you know it's you know rest assured that anytime when you're doing trauma healing work that like Vanessa said you're not going to be drowned in the ocean and never come out you just you know wet your toes feel the waves a little bit and you just walk back to the beach whenever you want to. It's too overwhelming. And that's how the inner work has to be. It's organic. Mm-hmm. Organic means whatever needs to heal and whatever you are ready to heal, it will naturally show up. Yeah, yeah. So we don't go digging for trouble. Right? You know, we don't go digging for, let's see where there has been trauma in your life. I'm like, no, life is working. Leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. If something you need to heal, you'll It'll know. come up. Yeah. It'll come yeah. up, and that's what we work with. It's, this yeah. is not a planned treatment. That's why right. this is not a, this is a very organic, intuitive allowance and understanding the bigger picture work. And it just happens naturally. So, not to worry on that matter. Yeah. And I think it's all about how you approach it, too. Because I've had people that have come into the therapy space and they're like, okay, Vanessa. Tell me what's wrong with me. Tell me like all, you know, all the stuff yeah, that I need to do. Slow down a bit. <laughs> right. And it's like, first of all, there's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> Second of all, what, what comes up, what needs to come out is going to come out. And it's also when you're willing to go there. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. You know, I have like clients that come and tell me, well, I want to try this just to see. Yeah. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, is something wrong at this point? What's up? What's happening right now? Life That's where I would get not, curious. Life like is if they not, come in, they're like, I just want to try it. I've heard about I'm it. I'm like, like, oh, just then get out of here and enjoy your good life. <laughs> <laughs> get out. 
we've got enough trouble of the day today. <laughs> you don't need to go digging, right? So mm. I send them off. And I'm like, no, you're good. If something isn't right, you know where to find me. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, you're happy. So just get out. Live your happy life. <laughs> <laughs> Like what kind of a counselor yes. are you? Do you want to like pull me in as a client? I'm like, no, no, I don't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a very organic work. It just really tune into how you're feeling, body, mind, soul, write it down, ponder upon it, be curious. Mm. Don't I be love curious. curiosity. Be curious as to, I wonder why am I feeling this? What is this? And don't mm. hang on to it for your dear life. Let it go. Be curious means you're curious, and then the next thing you know, you're having fun. Mm -hmm. And trust me, it'll find you. If there's something in there and you're curious, it's going to come knock at your conscious, like saying, mm, this is not, this is what it is. And mm -hmm. then you just, you know, play with it. It's an adventure, really. Mm -hmm. Play with it. And I know that, you know, we're all being born in like the shame culture that something is broken. Being trauma does not mean that you're broken because we're all broken that way. Um, it's really trauma is to break us whole. Yeah. It's to break us open. It's like to crack a nut to see the truth, to the, see the essence inside. It's part and parcel of human being. Um, so, you know, at least at the mental level, let's put the shame it doesn't belong in the new world we're entering. That's not part of the vocabulary. And it's really more being present to what is, what is showing up. Can mm -hmm. I be true and honest to that? Yeah. And that's where like, again, the mindful practices of connecting it's, with they your are body. Paramount. They're paramount. Whether yeah. Whether it's yoga or just any sort of body movement or body work. There can just be such a power in that of becoming it's present and mindful with your body. Simply going for a walk in nature. Yeah. yeah. Hug a tree. I'm a tree yeah. hugger. And, you know, breathe. It, yes. It'll stir the surface. It'll stir stuff. Yeah. And things will naturally rise to the surface. So mm -hmm. if you are going to, you know, repeat the trauma story, see if you can shift your perspective on a little bit. If you can change your story, so you're not re-traumatizing yourself, mm -hmm. reach out for help. And you can find Vanessa at, Vanessa, where is your clinic? In Ann Arbor, Michigan? Oh, we're, we're actually, we're not Online. there anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, I still practice. I, I still practice. I have uh, my license still in Michigan, um, but I... I'm full-time mom right now. Full-time mom. I do have clients. Yeah. But if you want I do to, have a... Yeah. Yeah, but people can... They can come to my Instagram page, message me. Message um, you. I do, I do a little, little part-time work uh, when I can. So, so right uh, now people you are interested. So our Instagram yeah. handle is VC Wellness. Yep, VCB Wellness. Kirstie, B for boy wellness so yes. check her information that she's shared there if you want to get in touch with me mpuri at ayurvedichealingcenter.com um, you can schedule a half an hour complimentary consultation to discuss if you feel called to do that but I do want to announce that um, in the summer months I am uh, revealing this big um, masterclass webinar series free on finding the healer within and healing your emotions. 
Um, so stay tuned to that. I will have more information ready for you. They're going to be like powerhouse uh, webinar series for us to get the conversation rolling and to dip our feet into our inner world and know that healing and wholeness is, is available for you. So stay tuned. I will be sharing more detail with you. And if you haven't yet um, gotten my second book, which way, Wake Up and Heal, uh, Six Steps to Emotional Freedom. There's a lot of uh, relatable uh, short discussions and very impactful tool for you to work with what's showing up. And I am starting a book club where we will be using my book to begin with, where we can just start having, discussing each chapter, just start having just light conversation, right? This is not therapy, but it's the way for people to know that we can at least talk about it. There's conversation, people can, you can hear others and there's the support around you. So if you want to join that book club, mpuri at areyouwithahealingcenter.com, send me an email. I just released this announcement yesterday or I think a day ago. We have 20 people already. So I think this is going to go big. So in this way, we can create healing communities in wherever you are. This is going to become your community. We'll get that started. I want to get the conversation started because most people who need the help uh, they actually never reach out for it, for the fear of being drowned, mm. for the fear of shame, for the fear of hmm, normalizing. Maybe I'm doomed. Maybe this is just my life. It isn't. Help is available in all kinds of ways. Uh, so these are two options for you, three options for you. So take advantage of them. Again, Vanessa, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I mean, I'm so excited for you, Leo. Like, you're just doing such awesome work. And oh, it's really thank powerful. You so thank you. So. Thank you. And maybe, you know what I mean? Again, this topic is so big. Maybe you and I yeah. will have another conversation. I would love to. <laughs> a little baby girl of yours. A big hug. Yeah, and we made it. Oh, my goodness. We We've made been, it. What, almost an you. hour. And she's still, thank you so much. Still out, so. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank, thank you, everybody, you. for listening. And we look forward to seeing you at the next episode. Thank you for listening to Igniting Change, Finding Your Fire. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button, and we look forward to being with you next week.